हेलो पीपल गुड मॉर्निंग नमस्कार आई एम रशीद कपन वेलकमिंग यू बैक टू डी एच रेडियो वी नो दैट आर रोड्स आर अनवॉकेबल आर फुटपाथ्स आर सो पेडेस्ट्रीन सो व्हाट्स न्यू इज दैट योर क्वेश्चन ओके सो लेट्स चूज अ रोड अपग्रेड इट विद अ पेडेस्ट्रीन फर्स्ट अप्रोच एंड कीप आउट व्हीकल्स ड्यूरिंग वीकेंड्स नाउ दैट्स एग्जैक्टली व्हाट दे डिड विद बेंगलुरुस चर्च स्ट्रीट एंड बूम the crowds came in massive numbers yes walking so what happened to answer that question we have with us today iisc professor ashish verma who along with his colleague hemantini alirani did an award winning study on the impact of this pedestrian first project listen in hello dr verma welcome to dh radio walkability has been a concern across cities in india and especially bangalore footpaths are poorly laid poorly maintained they have become too narrow and they are mostly uneven so what has been your observation as a researcher i think uh, you know if you look at the evolution of how the travel demand and the choices of people uh, you know traveling has changed over say last few decades you will see a lot of trips which used to happen on walk or cycle have gone to motorized vehicles okay that means cars or two wheelers and what is also led to you know uh, with this kind of evolution what has also happened is the neglect of the infrastructure for people who walk and cycle because their numbers have gone down over time so if you look at from the research point of view or even you know from practice uh, what has essentially happened is we have kind of first of all neglected the provision of infrastructure requirement the right of way requirement for pedestrians over time not just in terms of the width or the space required but also the quality of these footpaths and the walkway infrastructure uh, and they are being increasingly encroached upon either by vendors or by two wheelerists or other motorists who want to park their vehicles on footpaths or simply use them to jump uh, you know queues and go in front and so on unfortunately we also don't have any agency who enforces the right of pedestrian on these footpaths we have traffic police who enforces the right of motorist on the road but we don't have any enforcement agency that enforces the right of pedestrians on footpath unfortunately um, so these are all cumulative reasons why we are in a situation where uh, you know walking has become a treacherous you know effort and difficult for anybody even with somebody who is fully able would find it not easy to maneuver or walk freely uh, even for short distances now the growth of vehicles in bangalore the vehicular population has grown explosively uh, over the last 10 20 years uh, to accommodate them the one track policy followed by the government has been to widen the roads yeah. or one ways and all that yes. in the process they've narrowed down the footpaths yes. what are the other things gone wrong in the mobility policy yeah i think you know we need to understand and see all the development effort that we do in a city be it the transport infrastructure provision or policies or planning interventions that we have we have to keep the overall goal very clear in our mind in terms of what is that we want to achieve for the city is it the better quality of life is it the improvement in the livability if those goals and how your current proposed actions connect to those goals 
if that is not clear you will end up with this kind of you know interventions where you just focus on what is required to accommodate more motorized vehicles on the road and in the process we end up shrinking the walkable spaces the footpaths or sometimes even remove them from the whole right of way in the process of accommodating more and more vehicles but does that lead to better quality of life improvement in the livability of city no not really which is where you know the efforts like pedestrianizing busy streets uh, improving the walkability infrastructure giving priority to pedestrians all these are part of the overall bundle of interventions that we need to do to make the quality of life better to make the city overall more livable i think that's the kind of approach we need rather than just thinking narrowly in terms of these road infrastructure or engineering based interventions not having any idea of how that is linking to the overall development goals of the city so dr verma many years back we started off with the tender shore roads with a pedestrian first approach uh yeah. five to six roads within the city were uh, initially transformed with wide footpaths you know uniform carriage width and all now following the same principle even the church street was completely upgraded it's become a very pedestrian friendly road so you also did a scientific study on that going much deeper into the usage patterns and all that can you shed some light on that sure sure i think this whole experiment and the experience with church street first test bed was very interesting because we followed a innovative approach generally when we do and propose you know pedestrianization of certain streets or certain interventions focused on walking and pedestrians uh, we tend to see it purely from the point of view of a transport policy intervention or a transportation interventions but what we have tried looking at or doing impact assessment through this church street first test bed was to see such interventions not just in terms of a transport policy intervention which is mainly to encourage the use of walk cycle public transport and you know related sustainable modes and discourage the use of private personal vehicles like cars and two wheelers but looking at such interventions much beyond that in terms of how it improves the quality of life and this quality of life can then be thought about in terms of better health better well-being mental and physical and several other parameters even for example on church street since you have business community the economic factors also are important if in the process of pedestrianization if you uh, lose business if the commercial establishments uh, you know lose business that's also not good it's also part of the overall quality of life you know to look at both social environment as well as economic indicators as three pillars of sustainability and looking at them in the context of quality of life so what we did in terms of and what we arrived at as a research framework was to do the assessment on both qualitative as well as quantitative indicators covering the three pillars of sustainability to see and understand how cumulatively these qualitative and quantitative factors help us understand the impact of such pedestrianization of a busy street in terms of overall quality of life uh, not just in terms of the transport policy interventions and how it is impacting the mode use 
uh, which was also part of the impact assessment, but that was only one component of, of it. So we did extensive data collection through uh, sensors, air quality sensors, both fixed as well as wearable. We did collect data about public transport, boarding and lighting. We also assessed the level of service of pedestrians who are coming on the church street, how it improves due to pedestrianization. How even, for example, while the church street cobblestone improvements, etc. was done a few years back. But what interestingly we found out from our impact assessment was that many of those parameters on which nothing uh, was done during the pedestrianization, the perception of people improved substantially. For example, the overall aesthetics. People felt it to be much better with pedestrianization while there is no tangible changes that were done. Even their perception about the cobblestone payment, about the overall you know, maintenance and cleanliness and several other parameters, we found a much higher approval rating of the church street, the whole road, just because it was pedestrianized. So you can understand, you can create a more positive impact when you make these spaces more social, more walkable, which helps people improve not just the health, but also the mental well-being. I mean, you essentially treat them as social spaces, which are important in cities for the mental well-being. So all these was cumulative set of factors through surveys, through sensors, through boarding and lighting counts, through video you know, data of the pedestrians' movement on the street. All this was captured in a comprehensive way through our whole data collection process for five months from November to end of February. And we came out with a 470-page impact assessment report. So overall, I think we have given a wonderful assessment as an independent third party or a think tank to help government look at such interventions in a more holistic way in terms of the development goal of the city of improving quality of life and then similarly take decisions on how such interventions can be you know incorporated or brought out in other places not just in Bangalore but also other cities in Karnataka. Now, within Bangalore, there was an attempt to initially take the commercial mm -hmm. street traders on board. Yeah. Many of them were initially reluctant. Did Church Street play a role in their coming forward? Because... I'm I'm sure, I'm sure because, you know, it also spreads with uh, the word of mouth. When the Church Street first establishments, business establishment have got their own first hand experience of how the pedestrianization has impacted their business. And, you know, from our survey, from our data analysis, we found out that, you know, there were some of the important types of businesses that really benefited a lot in terms of increase in revenue, increase in footfall, etc., especially restaurant owners, gift you know, shop owners and a few other category of businesses. It gives a wonderful idea to even commercial street traders also that it's not going to hurt their business, but rather uh, there are all possibilities that it's going to improve their business substantially. I remember the last day of our, the five months duration of the test bed on 28th February, which was the last, you know, Sunday when this pedestrianization was happening, although it was extended later on for a few more months, but our day Data collection was till then only. And I remember going on the street since, you know, our teams were all there on the ground. I used to go regularly to monitor how the data collection is happening. And I was wearing the Church Street first t-shirt. So in the process of five months, you know, people have understood that these are the people, you know, wearing t-shirts who are part of this whole core team. So I remember at least seven to eight 
business people. You know, I was sitting in a coffee shop, then I had some snacks, some of the street vendors, etc. They all came to me and asked uh, whether this will be extended or not. And I replied asking them the reverse question, whether you want it or not. And everybody said, yes, we want it because it's helping us. It's improving our business. So that's how the sentiment was uh, at the end among many of these business establishments. So I think for commercial street traders, Brigade Road or several other such you know busy streets, I feel this is a wonderful experience, first-hand experience, uh, which they should count on to help them understand that they should also accept such kind of initiatives with open-mindedness and open hands, not just to, you know, overall improve quality of life for people, but it's also going to improve businesses for them. If you look at the ongoing smart city road upgrades, we find that uh, the initial thrust on pedestrianization is kind of getting diluted. For instance, the Indranagar 80 feet road, which is completely done up. The footpath is very narrow. I mean, it's long winding. And uh, I thought as a walker, you usually tend to walk when the footpath is really wide. Yeah. You know, so we have gone there, studied the pattern of people walking. Since there are so many obstacles on this narrow footpath, they tend to walk on the road, mm-hmm. on the roadside and endanger themselves as well as the motorist. So why this dilution? Yeah, I think this dilution possibly is because of the lack of scientific approach and understanding. First of all, you need to have clear understanding of demand and supply and what level of service you want to offer to pedestrians. Okay, which means that how much of comfortable walking space where you don't find people congesting around you and your walking, uh, you know, ability to freely walk uh, with your desired speed and not rubbing shoulders with others etc is affected so you need to consider all these things to arrive at what width of footpath you should ideally have if you don't do those considerations and simply go by how much is the space available after giving the space for motorist then that's not the way in which you can promote pedestrianization or people to walk so i think this lack of understanding is often uh, the reason And of course, this whole traditional priority of accommodating more and more space for growing number of vehicles. You know, when we know that we have 1,500 to 2,000 new cars and equal number of two-wheeler registrations happening every day, no matter how much of, you know, road widening and road space that you create would always be insufficient. And we are in this mad race of, you know, trying to accommodate growing number of vehicles that to at such a high space into the road width. So one of the way to look at the transport policy is see how right-of-way allocation should be done in terms of which modes of travel we need to give priority. So a lack of clear goals and understanding plus a lack of scientific approach to arrive at these decisions of the width of footpaths, etc. Uh, also leads to situations. Of course, you know, putting these bollards to prevent the tubular rest is also a larger problem related to driving behavior and more technology-based enforcement. If you try to improve upon those, you would then be not be you know, required to put these kind of bollards and create the hurdles for pedestrians themselves. And within pedestrians, of course, you also need to take care of differently able people 
how a wheelchair person can navigate these footpaths where you have bollards in in between or somebody who can't walk freely without having a support and so on so by not trying to control and improve upon the enforcement which we can use make use of more and more technology which is more easily you know available and more foolproof today for enforcement of these spaces and having a clear focus and understanding of that these are the people who need to be given priority so with this thinking we can get away with these current problems and issues that we are having with tender share roads or smart city roads where of course the idea is good but it's still you know half baked or not giving us true results because of certain things that we are not taking care properly and that's all we have for you today to keep you updated on all things news and views head straight to deckneral.com 